Hi. One of the things entrepreneurs are supposed to be good at is improvisation, is being uh, flexible in responding to uh, changing circumstances and opportunities. That is a polite way of telling you that I have torn up my speech twice and I'm on my third go-round. <laughs> I thought I would tell you a bit about the story behind um, the story of uh, how I got to be here. About 1967 was when I graduated from high school. Um, I had a total of 1550 on my SATs. <laughs> the interesting part is what happened next. I went to Yale. I was going to be a math major. I was going to become one of the great mathematicians. And in the first six weeks, I discovered that six out of the eight people in my honors math class were all much better than I was. I went into a, uh, not exactly a slump, but uh, let me place it in the, the context of the times, from being a very big fish in a small pond of being the best math student that my high school had produced. And in 20 years, I uh, went to Yale. I was 16. It was 1967. Sergeant Pepper had just come out. There was a war on. Um, this was 18 years before Rambo. I failed to take some very good advice. The advice I failed to take was to avoid doing certain, how shall I say, recreational chemicals. <laughs> we all have to make up our own minds about that. And as a stubborn and incredibly rebellious person, I know that I was in uh, no position uh, from the time I was in college uh, for about the next 10 years to take any advice uh, from anybody. Um, actually, that may not be too bad. After all, you are the only ones that you have to live with indefinitely. What happened to me was that I uh, didn't flunk out of college because Yale uh, was not flunking anybody out because they were opposed to the war, and their way of objecting to the war was to let working-class people get drafted instead of uh, college students with deferments. After I graduated from school, I uh, did spend a year and a half as a professional disc jockey playing rock and roll records in Hartford, Connecticut. I did spend a couple of years as a genuine certified instructor in transcendental meditation. And I really did um, spend a while as a counselor in the psychiatric unit of a local mental health hospital. Um, one day I, had, I came to a tremendous realization about how I could make my largest contribution to the field of human services which would be to get out of it. <laughs> so much for the bad news. My parents, uh, as you can imagine, were not terribly happy. I was a person who, and I was about 27 at this point, had had that tag of being somebody with great potential uh, about whom there was considerable question about whether I would actually ever do anything with all that potential. So... Um, what actually happened is that I casually did go out and buy an Apple II computer and uh, became completely hooked and immersed. And the math talent that I had had, which had been dormant for nearly 10 years, came back to me. It turned out that if you're going to start a business, uh, having some skill and experience in dealing with people and the psychological side of life is uh, very, very useful. It even turned out that some of the philosophical precepts which uh, were part of the overall transcendental meditation instruction about uh, 
what should I say, just being able to maintain a balance in life and ultimately not taking oneself too seriously, all these things turned out to be incredibly useful to me. Uh, Lotus is uh, three years old as a software company. Uh, this year, we'll sell about uh, $200 million plus in software. Many of you have heard of Lotus 123 and Symphony and Jazz. And uh, I'm an entrepreneur. It took me till I was nearly 30 to find myself, but I've been having a good time since then. <laughs> Just remember that in case any of you hit a slump at any point from uh, this time onward. Let me spend about three and a half minutes talking about business and being an entrepreneur and what it means. Talk to a lot of people who have ideas about going into business, and I ask them why they want to do that, and very often people say to me, because I want to make a million dollars. I ask them if they would consider whether what they really mean is that they want to be able to spend a million dollars. If they answer yes, I tell them they're probably not entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are people, I find, uh, with a very high need for achievement. They're achievers, overachievers. And the way they do that is by being in business, by creating businesses, products and services, and organizations that uh, provide value and that can make money. And the challenge um, is there very much independent of the money. The way that I know that this is the case is if you look at people who have an opportunity to uh, quit while they're ahead, whether it's a Steve Jobs at Apple Computer or Bill Gates at Microsoft or myself, almost never does the entrepreneur step down. It is just too much fun. If you finally should be so fortunate as to find that thing in life which you really enjoy, whatever that is, it will be very difficult to get anybody to make you stop that. Uh, and for people in business, for true entrepreneurs, I think it's the act of doing what it, doing what it is we do, which is making products and services and building organizations. Uh, that is uh, something I really enjoy. In my own life, I discovered that... Uh, I needed uh, in the last year to be able to spend more time doing something which I had neglected ever since the very beginning, which was to do more research, uh, to go back into the lab, to give up some of the power of being the uh, only and sole boss. Uh, so I took on a partner in order to go back into the lab to do some work uh, in what I think will be some promising areas in artificial intelligence and in trying to make computers uh, do things that are in the service of people. One of the things that's driven me uh, through my entire life is the notion that there is all of this absolutely wonderful and sometimes terrifying technology. And that the real art is to take the needs that people have, whether they're in business or they're at home or they're in education, and understand what those needs are in a way that uh, uh, we can apply all this tremendous silicon uh, technology and microprocessors. So a couple of years ago, I was very happy when I finally figured out a reason for my father uh, to use a personal computer. He uses it to track his stock portfolio. And I will consider uh, it to be an ultimate creative act if I can invent a use for a personal computer that my mother will be happy with. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to ask about this, the financial um, side of your company. Um, Adam Osborne has recently said he believes software um, prices will drop um, to within uh, of the you know the major packages such such as Lotus One Two Three will drop to within a hundred dollars by as early as November, and um, with you know with all the major software um, right now in the um, costing 
um, to the consumer um, many hundreds of dollars. <clears throat> what do you think? Um, um, do you think that software prices will indeed drop? Ah, well, it depends who is buying the software. There are. Uh, we should understand there's a difference between individuals who go out and out of their own pocket pay for a piece of software. Uh, I think uh, in that case, it's quite reasonable to expect not to have to pay more than $50 to $100. Certainly, I wouldn't. On the other hand, if a corporation is investing several million, if not tens of millions of dollars in personal computers, all told, hardware, software, training costs for thousands of their people, uh, then it is more reasonable to expect that if the software company is providing more than just the diskette, if the software company is providing the training, the support, the upgrades, all of those intangibles that matter to the business, uh, then it's reasonable uh, to charge a higher price. I think Adam is uh, trying to scare up some business for his new venture, and if I were in his position, I might be doing that but, uh, <laughs> as well. <laughs> on, on that subject, you'll note that there's been a big shakeout in the personal computer industry. Uh, lots of companies have, uh, have crashed and burned. Um, Adam was uh, one of those, and my observation about uh, the computer shakeout is that uh, most of those company deaths were uh, suicides, not murders. Also... Excuse me, the uh, gentleman behind you. Also, I was just curious. I just wanted to ask, um, why, why did you choose the name Lotus for your company? Ah, Lotus, because I wanted something that was short and not uh, technical. And <laughs> Lotus seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, yes, right. Uh, I wanted to ask a question. Where do you get your ideas? Are you still involved in research and development? Yeah, very much. And where I get, I've thought about this because I've been asked that question, but also I wanted to have more good ideas. The answer is from my own frustrations. If I watch myself in action trying to use a computer to get through my daily business life, whether it's to keep track of uh, the things that I have to do or to, uh, to keep a budget straight, I'll discover more often than not that I get really quite frustrated because the computer doesn't work the way I want it to work. And that's often the germ of an idea. That's where the idea came from for one, two, three. I was sitting and saying, here, I see these numbers on the screen. Why can't I hit a button and make a graph display? Why do I have to go through uh, 10 or 15 minutes of rigmarole? Our last question here, please. Strictly from a business standpoint, can you specifically pinpoint one or a couple things that you would credit your company's rise and success? Well... I have to agree with uh, the sentiments I've heard expressed several times. It is a combination of uh, hard work, skill, being smart, and being in the right place at the right time. Uh, in our own, and, and I absolutely underscore the notion that there is a great deal of luck uh, involved in this. The only footnote I'd add to that is that, in my experience, fortune tends to favor the well-prepared, and I think we were well-prepared to be lucky. Thank you. Thank you, sir.